Welcome everybody to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com. This is the website where you can take online video courses and you can also learn personal protection, urban survival, and everything in between. Starting in January 2021, Survive and Protect will begin its Survive and Protect Academy. To become a student of the Survive and Protect Academy, all you need to do is go to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com, click on the Attend S&P Academy button, and scroll down the page till you see a set of instructions that will show you how to become a student of the Survive and Protect Academy. In the Survive and Protect Academy, you will get exclusive content that will not be on any of Survive and Protect's social media platforms. So be sure to join us today by going to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com and come down to the bottom of the page, enter your email address, and click the subscribe button. So before we go, always remember to be aware, wash the hands, and have a plan. We'll see you soon. You're rocking with the best. Thoughts of the week. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Thoughts of the week. You are rocking with the best, most definitely. And um, we're just going to get right into it, man, where we left off the last time. This is part two of renting versus buying. And I'm going to try to pull up some more videos here in a little bit. But um, how are you guys doing? life treating you um you guys let me know if you like this format better as opposed to when i was doing the um the podcast in more of a audio in a more audio sense um i'm thinking it's cool because like i said every now and then i would do video inside the um, as part of the podcast but a lot of times I was finding it kind of easy just to grab my <laughs> grab my um, digital recorder and just walk anywhere and start talking where with the camera I can pretty much do the same thing I got it on a tripod now I could take the um, the handle that's that the camera is sitting on and um, release it from the actual tripod and I can just walk with it and do the same thing so it kind of it will be kind of similar to um, just grabbing my digital recorder and then all I would be doing is going back to um, going back to the laptop and just putting the recording and uh, doing some video edits and stuff like that and then you know load up the show so you guys think about it let me know what you think about it in the comments all right and um let me 
see what we got here. I'm in another park today. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be a little bit quieter. But it doesn't matter, man. It just whichever way I go and whatever noise comes, noise comes. But um, we're still gonna continue with recording the podcast regardless of <laughs> what happens. All right. So last episode gave you a little quick snip snip of um, Grant Cardone and what I'm gonna do now and it was basically like he was basically saying it was kind of dumb to rent a place rent a uh, place to live and I think Vlad had chap um, had chimed in saying that you know he rents both of his places he has a place in California, I think, and in a place in New York, and he pretty much rents it and he takes the extra money and he invests his money in other areas instead of uh, dealing with real estate. I don't know if we're gonna stay over here long. The insects are out like, <laughs> like something is the matter with me sitting out here. But um, like I said, I'm going to, um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play uh, Matthew Knows, all right? I'm going to play Matthew Knows. Let me try to find the video and um, chime in and let him, you know, let y'all listen to the uh, audio about his take on Rennie. All right, so then we can kind of, um, this is about a 10 minute video. Um, if possible, what I'm going to do is, if they're not talking about specifically renting and buying, I'm try to forward the video a little bit that way can kind of get things moving, alright, so, I got the video, let me see what we got, alright, in your class you talk about the Jedi mind trick, all, right. all the time, what is that, the Jedi mind trick is the media, uh, and how it influences uh, people that don't understand the media, and in, in the music industry, we do a great job of Jedi Mind Trick. You lost a $175 million deal because of uh, the rumors about you selling uh, memorabilia? And that's a pending lawsuit, so I can't talk can't about it. Can't speak on it. Okay. Uh, but it was a press release that just came out. Right. But stop saying it because the legal costs alone would make them stop saying negative stuff. Our Instagram page called Flat Stocks, where I talk about the basic of, basics of investing. So you guys bear with me a little bit. I'm trying to find the right so area. You know, when you start having a lot of money poured in, what did you do to protect that money and grow that money? Okay. Great question. Just a little context. You, you maybe you didn't know this, but for years I've uh, uh, taught grad school media entrepreneurship. Uh, and I went back and got my MBA and I have a PhD. Cornerstone Christian and Bible, 17 years. 
Okay. 17 years. And then we sold House of Dariana clothing line for 65 million. So you guys just bear with me a little bit. I'm because, you know, I, I have a, you know, the, the theory that I have when it comes to money I'm is just, I feel there's really no such thing as a middle class. I'm just trying to. It's really just rich. And that's what you see. Right. What have you done to grow your investments? To grow my investments? Yeah. Uh, I've invested. I, uh, there are announcement actually in equipment. Uh, and I'm a sold it. I bought it in 2000. And yeah, bear with me for a minute, man. Whenever I bring this up, and this All is, right. the, you know, with the hip-hop community, that there's such a, I feel a, a sense of, you know, just in general, I feel there's a certain level of misinformation where they say, why would you throw your money away to rent? All right, we, we should have Whenever it. Whenever I bring this up, I'm renting. I'm renting. Yeah, so All right. You get it. Okay, and that was uh, rental properties. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. The property, real estate. Okay, and that was uh, rental property. And uh, 14 years later. Yeah. It was a, a great. Bought it in 2002. Yeah, I in Houston. I you know I just recently sold uh, last year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, play it from right here. And, um, you know, I'll comment on it in a few, all right? So here we go. Uh, and I sold it in 2016 to BMW. And uh, 14 years later. Yeah. It was a, a great investment. I'll right. just leave it at that. You made I had through two or three homes. Okay. Uh, so I invested in property, in real estate. Okay. And that was uh, rental properties? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that your primary home isn't really a great investment. No. Actually, I'm renting. I'm renting. Yeah, so you get it. <laughs> and I, and I've, I've got a pretty big house. Like, you know what you, I mean? You get it. I get it. And this is, so let, let's talk about this. Let's because, talk about that. Let's talk about this because whenever I bring this up, and this is, the, you know, with the hip-hop community, that there's such a... I feel a sense of, you know, just in general, I feel there's a certain level of information where they say, why would you throw your money away to rent when you could own and pay off the house when in reality, you're just paying off the interest on your mortgage for like 15 years? Exactly. Exactly. You get it. So, I mean, I have properties that, you know, I have people that rent from me and I take that money to pay my note and you know I get to depreciate and all that stuff and then the other reason why I rent is that I don't want to have a commitment if I want to up and leave or yeah. <laughs> so, do that after a year yeah whereas 30 years down the line exactly. you're still stuck exactly. with this place because in general when you compare owning a house versus renting you're almost always ahead by renting and when you look at the maintenance, you maintenance, gotta look at all taxes, tax, property tax. Right. Um, then there's the close. You know, actually trying to sell the the real estate fees, the closing costs, which is typically that, around twenty percent with yes. your legal fees and all of that. Legal stuff. fees yeah. and the fact that the property could sit on the market for a year. The last property I had, it was. A all right, so I'm gonna stop that real quick. I'm gonna rewind it, rewind it back again and play it again, but um. It's the second time. You get it. So, I mean... Where they say, why would you throw your money away to rent when you...
bring this up, and this is the, you know with the hip hop community that there's such a, I feel a, a sense of you know just in general I feel there's a certain level of information where they say, why would you throw your money away to rent when you could own and pay off the house when in reality you're just paying off the interest on your mortgage for like 15 years. Exactly. Exactly. You get it. So what Vlad is saying is that, and then of course Matthew Knowles um, agreed to it, was that you're really paying the interest on the house. All right, so they're looking at it from the standpoint of your your home, your personal residence, you're just putting money out. This is my roundabout um, paraphrasing what they're saying, that you're just spending money and nothing is coming in. You're spending money, you're spending money. Then they was looking at it, um, which I'll play it again, which I'll play the rest of it a little bit here in a second. And then um, Matthew Knowles spoke on if he wanted to, you know, in a year or two, wanted to get up and leave, he can do that. As a po and then Vlad chimed in saying, you know, as opposed to having this house 30 years and paying a note for 30 years, and you just kind of stuck at that, um, at that house. Now, I have kind of two thoughts on that. All right, um, one of it, one of them are. If you're, um, it, I would say it depends on what your lifestyle is and what you're doing or what you're wanting to do would be a reason to just rent and then move from place to place. Now, you can also, if you have a lot of money, if you're a multimillionaire, billionaire, whatever, and you just want to purchase homes, so, you know, it's flat out bought and paid for, so that you can have one in one place, one in another place. There's always pros and cons that go with that. And so you, if you're a person with a lot of money that you can buy a few houses, one here, one there, and you have the tendency, if you're a business person, that you'll travel from one place to the next, then that's cool, all right? Um, if you're one of those traveling CEOs or traveling like I said business people where you might travel different parts of the globe and if you have a lot of money and you feel like for instance if you wanted to if you had you do business in Malaysia and places out there Southeast Asia and you might want to purchase a home there and then you might travel to Africa certain places in Africa you might want to purchase a home there if you have the money so that way when you end up going back to these places if you don't want to stay in a hotel or whatever anything like that or rent a place out you have homes to go to now what I would think would be a um, a bad thing about that is is that you're not there and things can happen to your residence all over and of course you'll be putting money out to maybe have the place protected um, looked after until you decide you're gonna go back to those locations all right so that's one that's one look at it another look is um, like they were saying again 
going back to the the comment of wanting to get up and leave, you can get up and leave at the year or two, depending on you know how long you want to stay at one place renting and going to another. Now, I don't know if they're talking about, and they're probably talking about a combination of things. They might be talking about renting a condo, uh, renting a house, and not necessarily not necessarily something that'll be equivalent to um, apartment complex. And so, the thing is, is that it depends on the level, what levels you are at financially. You know, not everybody's a multimillionaire, um, billionaires or what have you and so they don't have the money to be able to do that some people are cool with purchasing their um a residence and they don't mind that's where they're going to probably be permanently but you can also travel and go to different places and um you just have your residence when you come and you finish your traveling and hanging out you might be somewhere for six months and then decide to come back home that's a cool thing too so they kind of make it I don't know sometimes the way they talk it makes it could make a person feel like you know who they who do they think they are and um, they got a nerve to kind of like like they're kind of talking down or downing people and I could you know I could be wrong I'm not saying they are but some people might take it that way and when I'm look the way I'm looking at it I'm trying to look at it from different options different angles and not just a one-sided thing so in a sense yeah you might uh, rent when you rent like I mentioned in the previous podcast is that once you rent you don't have to worry about repairs and things of that sort okay if you're renting the house you don't have to worry about if something goes bad you call the landlord or the, or the uh, person who owns the house, hey, this broke down, I need this fixed, right? Taking care of it. Stay in an apartment complex, hey, this is, the uh, sink disposal is broken, can you send somebody out to fix it? All well and good, all right? Um, you, buy or you buy a house and something goes bad, sure, you're gonna go ahead and have to um, um, fix it yourself, money might come out your pocket if you have some type of insurance coverage it might only cover but so much and then um, you got to come out of pocket now another thing they mentioned was um, what was that oh I guess in the sense of if you're wanting to leave and you have to sell the place then you still got to pay those property taxes so you're not getting any money that way right and you'll be continuing paying until this house is sold and so that was a that's another um, take another look at the um, purchasing compared to renting all right so that was just another thing they were looking at and it was mentioned in other types of fees and things of that sort okay so let me play a little bit more of it and let y'all get another, get some more information on it. So, I mean, I have properties and, you know, I have people that rent from me and I take that money to pay. Now, now you heard him say he has rental properties. Now, if in, in something like in that sense, it would appear that, yes, purchasing 
property for the, for the fact of renting it out, making money from it. Now you're becoming the owner of a house you're renting out. And again, even on that side, but you can put things in place to make sure stuff like that is taken care of, but people can end up calling you for repairs and damages to whatever's, you know, damaging the residence that you're renting out. So he's saying here that he rents property and then he takes the income. I know, and you know, I get to depreciate and all that stuff. And then another reason why I rent is that I don't want to have a commitment if I want to up and leave or yeah. anything. So you do that after a year. Yeah. Whereas 30 years down the line, exactly. you're still stuck exactly. with this place. Because in general, when you compare owning a house versus renting, you're almost always ahead by renting. And when you look at the maintenance, maintenance you look at all taxes, tax, property tax, right. um, then there's the, you know, actually trying to sell the, the real estate fees, the closing costs, which the is fact typically that, around 20% with your legal fees and all of that legal stuff. fees yeah. and the fact that the property could sit on the market for a year. The last property I had, it was a... Uh, all right, I'm going to pause it for a minute. Got a uh, train, a slow moving train coming by. I forgot this park is near uh, some train tracks. But um, just like the other uh, park I was in. There you go. Definitely wasn't expecting the train a train to come by today. But nonetheless, the train is crossing the street, so the cars have to stop. So, but um, hopefully, it looks like a work train, pretty much. I don't see too many. Uh, I don't see anything related to passenger. But um. Just to you know, go back to what they were saying. Of course, I guess there's fees associated if you're going to sell a house. There's fees associated when you purchase in a house. Um, Matthew Knowles says he rents out um, residents, and he, um, you know, takes the money he makes from that and does other things with it. And like I was mentioning earlier, um, when you have, you know, when you're renting something out and somebody calls about repairs, you can always set out, set aside money in a, in a fund that's just for repairs. And then the rest and what you take care of paying the house off, unless the house is paid then you got extra money to do some things with. So. That's what Matthew knows. I'm gonna play a little bit more, but that's what they're talking about on that end. It was a condo in Jersey, sat empty for a year until we finally were able to, to sell it. Yeah. And during that whole time, I had to pay a mortgage. And especially an artist who's mobile and moving around yeah. and like, first of all, you're not gonna even be there at that prop, you know, you're all over the country. Yeah, well, I feel like I remember I was talking to a friend of mine and she was telling me, you know, she was saying that in the black community, the reason why so many people feel they need to own is because they feel like so many things were taken from them. You know, they, they would get kicked out, they would have to move and so forth, that there's a, a, 
mentality that was passed down from your parents and your grandparents that you have to own a house. And, you know, when, when, when I talk to a lot of people, you know, they kind of said the same thing as as soon as they got some money, their family's like, buy a house, buy the biggest house you can, which a lot of times ended up backfiring. They yeah. have to get rid of that house. Well, I can go on and on. I mean, first of all, a lot of ego plays into that because I don't know for you, but I spend most of my time in the kitchen area and in the bedroom and the bathroom. <laughs> and, and I've had as large as 15,000 square feet, and I still spent most of my time in those three areas. And I've had as small as 2,000 square feet, and I still spent most of my time in those three areas. Uh, so there's a lot of ego that goes with getting this big old house and all of that that you don't even live in most of the time. That's, that's number right. one. And when you talk about the black community, you're right. I mean, it started out years ago, uh, the first, and it's a whole thing that I am presenting to my community that I have wealth. Uh, and it's, again, a Jedi mind trick because yeah. you don't have wealth. It, it used to be a Cadillac back in the 50s. Mm. You know, Cadillac records, you know, it's like it showed how you know if a black man's successful, he has a Cadillac, uh, you know, and then it became, how do you know if a black man's successful, he owns his own house. Uh, but that's because one of the areas I think the black community, not think, I know we have to get better is understanding fundamental finances. All right, so there's that's their take on that Vlad took a kind of turn and, and made it into what black people do and um, because Matthew knows was black I guess he felt like he needed to uh, or wanted to bring that up so he can comment on that and saying something about that's what he heard but um so they so you, you hear that standpoint that point of view from that from that direction in the form of they're looking at it and then Matthew uh, Knowles spoke on it in the sense of when it comes to like um, a recording artist having to travel and they're not really gonna be home and so why you know waste a lot of money purchasing the house but like I said before now thinking analytic analytically first off you got to look at your finances right got to look at what you're making and a year if you want to look at it from from that standpoint what you're making in the in the year's time some people might make 40 50 60,000 some people might make 35 or 20,000 a year and so that's definitely not going to be or it might not be enough to um, look into purchasing a house. Now, here was one thing I was having a conversation um, about. I was looking, I noticed that when these companies, real estate or whether the people that's going to give you the loan, and seeing what you qualify for, they always go by the gross of what you make. You know, the gross, what your check is. This is before taxes taken out, um, health insurance or whatever you got. 
they're looking at it from that standpoint and I think that's and I don't think people understand that that's to me that's more like a scam to me because what they should be going is going by is what you're ma is what you're actually taking home and you're having to spend out I think that's to me it seems like that's a more honest um, look as far as determining how much you can afford in a house because I think when they do that and then the people go you know let's say for instance somebody comes and says well oh yeah you qualify for a $200,000 home because they're looking at the gross of your check they're looking at the gross but in actuality you might because of the net the money you actually can use and pay your bills and stuff like that the actual money you use not what it says you made before all the fees and stuff were taken out of your check it might turn out you can only afford a hundred thousand or ninety five thousand and so I think to me that seemed like that's a scam when they go by the gross and then they I guess they justified in some way trying to show you some type of calculations or how they go by it and this and that and it never seems like the way they would explain it makes sense but a lot of people just go for it anyway because they thinking oh yeah they know what they're talking about and so they just go on and go for that so I think that I think I think they really need to start looking at it from the standpoint of what you actually taking home what's actually gonna be in your checking account or the cash you bring home not to say that people some people probably still do um, bring their cash and keep it at home but um, just for sake of discussion what these companies should do is look at what you're making or what you actually what's actually coming out your check to go in your checking account alright hello yeah, I just calling to say I called, <laughs> but I'm recording a video right now. I'm right in the middle of it. All right. <laughs> Y'all, excuse me on that. I'm leaving that in the video <laughs> on this podcast. But um, like I said, that uh, to me it seemed like it's a scam. But they got all types of programs to, and but at the same time, here's the thing. When I say that. Let me say it while it's on my mind. At the same time, even though they'll say you can afford up to two hundred thousand, don't go with the two hundred thousand. Just go with less than that. You do your own calculations, and you be prepared for them telling you you can actually afford more of a house. But you do your own calculations at home, whether it's you by yourself or with whoever you're staying with long term do your own calculations and figure out what you can afford based on your net and not your gross that's what I suggest because that that um that going by your gross income to me seems like one of the biggest scams and I could be wrong anybody who knows uh, anything about real estate <laughs> geez, anything anybody who knows anything about real estate um, you know chime in and comment alright chime in and comment below or you can send your comments to uh, thoughts of the week 
podcast at gmail.com thoughts of the week podcast at gmail.com but to me it just seems like it's a scam and eventually if you and then they'll go they'll say well I didn't tell them to look for a $200,000 house I just told them that this is what they can't afford and so it seems like a psychological like a psychological type of scam because they'll tell them they'll tell them one figure knowing that they won't be able to um that down the line it's possible that they won't be able to to afford that and pay to make the payments and then the house is returned and now you put out all this money purchasing the home and you're out of it all right so i would definitely speak on that in terms like i said do your own calculations at home and figure out what you can afford based on your net so even though you go and they do a check on you and find out you can afford more then you can tell them appreciate it thank you and then still start looking for a home in the price range that you actually can afford alright so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna try to find I got Jay Morrison here And what I want to try to do is, let me find the uh, video, the shortest one possible that I can locate. And, uh, all right, here's one right here. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So here's a short video. I'm going to play this one, and then we're going to comment, and then I'm going to go ahead and um, get out of here, all right? So here's Jay Morrison. I'm going to put his take on it. There's a big government scandal going on. And we'll discuss that here. Now this is Jay Morrison talking about him and Vlad are discussing the investments of real estate. Think a he's, great deal, a great project, but you can't go to the I think he's talking about his Tulsa uh, real have, estate fund. You know you got a sound within that fund, but you don't actually have the tax advantage. Your friends or to others, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, we have a one-year lockup on the fund, and then we pay dividends. Okay. Property yeah. and bringing in rental income and so forth, and it brings in... I think conceptually, I think it's an interesting idea. 
you know, and I think of sort of using the angle of having this be an African-American thing, you know, in terms of Black Wall Street and so forth. So again, this video is, um, or this audio, I should say, is Jay Morrison talking... into a company that's buying and selling and renting out commercial now that video was more on um, investing in real estate but I think there was a video if I can find it if not then I'll just kind of talk about it a little bit from, from memory because I, I have watched it um, some time ago alright but um, they're talking more about investing property, and Vlad was discussing that how he doesn't, he won't invest in, particularly the uh, Tulsa real estate fund. I think without saying, without Vlad having to say it, I think he was trying to insinuate that it might be some type of scam without him actually directly using those words, but trying to justify certain things about the Tulsa real estate fund and why he wouldn't invest in it. But um, there was another video, like I said, uh, let me see here. There was another video, because they kind of went back and forth on a few occasions. I don't know if they did it in the same interview or with um, maybe a couple of interviews since then. And uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and just kind of discuss it a little bit. Let me see here. This could be it here. Because they were discussing stocks versus real estate. This might be it. And then this one could be uh, whether real estate's a scam. I'll try to find it and play it here in a minute, but um, I kind of paraphrase what they were talking about. Now, Vlad was trying again, again, put out his points on why purchasing a home. I think it kind of led to that. Why purchasing a home wasn't a, a good idea. And he was putting his points in, but then Jay Morrison also put his points in to explain how when you do buy a, your home, how you still get certain benefits, how you can get certain benefits from it. And um, he, so he pointed out a few things on how it can happen. And then things got narrowed down a little bit more to where when Vlad had, I forgot what it was he mentioned, but he mentioned some other things. And then Jay Boris just started kind of backtracking a little bit saying, oh yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying on this and that. And then he kind of still kind of went on to say, but you can still get this, this, and this when you buy a home. All right. So let me see here. I don't know where my thing just disappeared. Okay, here we go. Let me see if I can pull it up here in this particular video. And then, um. So when you talk about selling cocaine, there's a lot of violence. I'll try to get it pulled up here. And if this is it, I'll play a little bit of it and uh, comment. So Emory came home around that time, so I came like, oh, he, he, he. 
sell it, buying selling the well, stock. Well, well, can you actually buy and sell without a broker? Yes. Okay. This a might be a huge chunk of money goes to the real estate agents. Both All right, this is probably it right here. In the future. Okay. Um, I'm waiting. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to get you. Go ahead. During the course of, of paying off your mortgage, most of the time. All right, I believe this is it here. So. Is enough to kill you. It depends on your level of, of, the, of your okay. risk, your depression, so your, okay. your stress thresholds. <laughs> My gosh, when you when you lock yourself into a mortgage, when you when you can't make a certain number of payments. All right. <laughs> My gosh, when you when you lock yourself into when you don't have any income, is enough to kill you. It depends on your level of, of, the, of your okay. risk, your depression, so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a player from right apply in the future. Okay. And now if you do lose your job, which has happened to me before, right. you know, where I had to shut down my own business, the stress of a mortgage payment when you don't have any income is enough to kill you. It depends on your level of, of, the, of your risk, your depression. So I'm going to put it back a little bit. Are the real winners in this scam. And this is, this is why I believe that owning a home is a scam. Number one, you lock yourself into 30 years of payments. Gotcha. And you don't know what your future earning potential is going to be. Right. There's some risk there. Number one, yeah. Okay. You may, you may lose your job. You may have to get, get a new job. Or you might have a, a job that earns way more than you earn now. Right. So therefore, whatever you lock yourself into for 30 years may not apply in the future. Okay. And so I'm going to stop that real quick and kind of go little by little now he brought up another point where you're going and paying for a mortgage but then um you might run into a situation where you lose your job and now you're stuck with trying to figure out how to pay this mortgage all right now i don't we don't know what everybody's situation is it could be you have money saved so you might use some of that savings to pay it off and maybe until you find another job but there's some risk like Jay Morrison stated there was some risk risk there all right there's some risk when you get a 30-year mortgage and yeah you're able to pay for things now something something can happen something health-wise can happen or something work-wise can happen like lose your job for whatever circumstance you lost it under and now you have to pay for this this house and if you don't pay for it of course you know what's going to happen there so there was that's one take on it now if you do lose your job which has happened to me before right you know where i had to shut down my own business the stress of a mortgage payment when you don't have any income is enough to kill you it depends on your level of, of, the, of your okay. risk your depression so your, okay. your, your stress thresholds <laughs> my gosh, when you when you lock yourself into a mortgage when you when you can't make a certain number of payments, the bank ends up foreclosing on you. Gotcha. They take your property, and they also take whatever down payment you gave you gave them initially. All right, so that's another point. If you if you miss on a few payments, the bank can foreclose on your house. All right, so that's another thing to consider. And they go and ruin your credit. Okay. It makes your life very 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 difficult in the pro you know in the future. Okay. Um, I'm waiting. I'm like, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to get you. But go ahead. During the course of, of paying off your mortgage, most of the time of you paying your mortgage, 
you actually pay interest. You don't pay your principal. Right, for 20 years. So, tw the first right. 20 so, years, so we'll so you have a 30-year mortgage. 20 years in after paying, you look at how much you owe, and it's damn near the same amount as when you started. All right, so they're both kind of in agreement that if you got a 30-year mortgage, the first 20 years of it, of that mortgage, you're paying mainly the interest on that house and not the principal on the house. Another point to look at. Mm -hmm. um, you're responsible for all the repairs of the house. Mm -hmm. And when you actually do sell your, your home, a huge chunk of money goes to the real estate agents, both the buying and selling agents, as well as the closing costs. Well, typically 6%. I won't call it a huge chunk. 6% of 100% is not that bad. 6% of the total cost, plus there's the closing cost, the escrow cost, and everything else like that, which is thousands of dollars. It can be, depending on the size of the house, and the closing cost can be deferred to the buyer, but I understand what you're right. saying. Right. Now, when you look at the stock market... Now, Vlad made a point about closing costs, and I think they put escrow or something like that. Now, Jay Morrison's saying, you know, there's always that possibility you could put some of that on the, um, the buyer that the buyer covers that cost if, if you having to sell the house. So he's kind of starting to put in some points that still might be beneficial to a uh, someone buying that who wants to purchase a house. Okay. You can buy and sell it essentially zero cost. When stock so markets crash... A broker, because real estate you can sell without any cost as well, just don't use the broker. But in stocks, if you're using a broker, you pay costs as well, you pay commission. All right, I'm going to stop this real quick because of that right there. And we'll continue here in a second. All right. Looks like another work train. Maybe they're doing some repairs further down on the tracks there. Something's going on, I don't know. You got work trains coming through. But um, you're hearing in this video, you know, Vlad, Vlad, or Jay, I should say, Jay Morrison is starting to break down some points. Or he's going to probably get a little bit more into it as to how um, a person who purchases a house can still benefit. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and continue playing. I'm still selling, buying, selling this well, well, can, can you actually buy and sell without a broker? Yes. You don't need a, a real estate agent to buy real estate or sell real estate. Uh, okay, so you're saying that you could put your house for sale, you, you could put your house up for sale yourself, and yes. then what a person, an individual has to approach you without an agent themselves and so forth. Yeah. But, is, but isn't that a rarity in the buying and selling of homes? Most homes are bought and sell with, sold well, with agents? Well, the Real Estate Association, which I'm no longer a part of, right, the Board of Realtors, is the realtor is not a just a, a uh, real estate, every real estate agent is not a realtor. The real realtors are part of an association. They have millions of dollars and they do great marketing to make every homeowner or people like yourself think that you need us to sell your house because that's how they get paid. So that part is essentially a scam. The fact that real estate investment in, in homeownership education is not taught in our schools is a scam. They teach you how to dissect a frog without how to own a home. So you have all these misconceptions which lead people like yourself to not be well informed going into real estate. Well, if you're not informed, yes. If you're not informed in any industry, it's going to feel like a scam because you don't know the shit. You're going to get ran over. So, 
So, so with, with, with knowledge base, yes, you, you, you can buy and sell without using a broker. Okay. But in stocks, the same thing. Right. Now, now with stocks, you can buy and sell instantly without a cost. I mean, there's apps like Robinhood, which actually are zero-cost trades. Uh, stock markets recover from crashes much faster than real estate markets. Uh, the money is liquid at any point. You could, you could sell a million dollars worth of stock in two seconds. And the companies that you're actually investing in are actually generating money. Unlike a home, which is really, it's not generating money, it's just based on a price that people feel that it's worth. So based on my experience, every time I've owned three properties, every time I've sold the property, after you count up all the costs, the real estate costs and the closing costs, I've essentially broken even. I didn't lose money, but I didn't make any money. During that time, in retrospect, if I had put my money in stocks instead of putting it into down payments and so forth, uh, I would be much better off financially. These days, all my money is in, is in stocks, and the amount of money I made from stocks is massive. But you also probably trained yourself or were trained on stocks, though. You just got an education in stocks, so you know how to pursue stocks. In real estate, think about it like this. You said you didn't make any money off those homes. But where you, where you, you just, you just said it yourself. Where you're sitting right now is what? Real estate. Where I'm at right now is what? Real estate. Real estate. Where every single right. one of your viewers is watching this right now, they're where? Every single one, I guarantee you, is where? In real estate. Well, Everywhere. In their car. <laughs> it's still on real estate. And the car is driving on what? Real estate. The Turnpike is owned by a private company. The Garden State Parkway is owned by a private company. Okay. Real estate. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So now, with you saying that you owned the home and you broke even after the fees, you didn't really make any money. Your only alternative was to rent, which would have cost you $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 a month over three years. So say $2,000 a month, $24,000 a year over four years is $100,000. So the fact that you broke even and made all your money back, you did make money because you saved $100,000 that you would have been paying in rent to pay somebody else to pay their mortgage to gain appreciation, equity, cash flow, power control that you had. So no matter what, you just made money because you didn't waste money on rent. The money you're but paying... You're, but you're not, you're not wasting money on rent. You're paying to stay at a certain location. Now, whether you're paying the homeowner or whether you're paying the bank and you're paying mostly interest, you're still paying something. Well, well right, but here's where, here's where you waste money because that money that you were paying to someone else that is then a liability, is, is an expense to you, that money would have been recouped. But at the same time as that money being recouped, the money that you would spend on rent but would have been a mortgage... That you would have got that money back, but while your property went up and down. But you're not really recouping. When you're paying off the interest, you're just paying the bank, who's the real owner of the property. Well, if, if you're using a mortgage, you also can buy property right. cash as well. Right. 95% of people who are going to be buying homes who are watching this right now are going to get a mortgage. Not now, in that back and forth, when Vlad mentioned, you know, it's not going to be that way when you're paying a mortgage as far as getting anything back because you're really just paying interest then jay morrison started agreeing with him like yeah but there's other avenues that you can do this and that and, and so that's what i was talking about earlier like i said i remember this um this audio from before and he kind of he had some jay morrison has some good points and then of course he had to kind of jump scale back a little bit all right, so let me listen. Let me play a little bit more. Not a lot of people have a million dollars in cash they're gonna put.
put straight into a property. Okay, but while they're putting that, that small down payment and they're paying a mortgage company and they're paying interest, that property is typically, if you buy right, going up in value, gaining appreciation and gaining equity that you could then leverage right. for right. other but investments. It's not, but it's not gaining appreciation in the same way as a company's gaining appreciation. The stock market... Now, Vlad didn't deny you get appreciation, but he's trying to put his point in saying the appreciation is not the same as a stock appreciation. Moves much slower. The, the real estate market moves much slower than the stock market. But you can buy a, a real estate investment and you can you can buy it cheap with equity already in it starting from the well, beginning. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about commercial. We're talking about residential. No, residential. Residential yeah. is anything one to four units or one to four units even with a store attached could be residential mixed use. Uh, so, okay, okay. Well, well, I mean, let's just talk about single family homes because, you know, once you talk about multi-units... You know, I guess that's not technically commercial, but you're talking about more of a commercial type. Right, so you're, you're talking about a business at this point. I'm talking about a single family home where you live. Right, so what I'm saying is that what I teach is for my students to buy a, a two to four unit home where they live. So you live in one unit and allow the second unit, the third unit, or the fourth unit to pay your mortgage all for you or the cash flow okay. for you. So now Jay Morrison is saying that Vlad is talking about a single family home. You're buying a house and the benefits. The benefits you can get from it or not get from it. And then you have um, Jay Morrison says, well, he teaches his students to buy, to purchase a multi uh, family home, I guess a place with different apartments in it or something like a duplex where you live in one and you rent the other one out. So this is where if you're not paying close attention you could get tricked and maybe I don't remember like I said I don't remember all of the audio but uh, maybe Jay Morrison will bring it back to the single family home and discuss the benefits about you know purchasing a home but he did mention that he teaches his students to buy multi unit homes so you can always live in one and then the other person um, pays you the rent and pretty much pays the mortgage and that way you don't have to pay anything or if you do you're paying very little because it's going to be on them with the rents it's going to be part of the mortgage okay and, that, and that's fine and I, and I respect that you know but, but, but this is I, not, that, that's not that's not what I'm referring to okay I'm so yeah so, so I'll a single, go, a single I'll family home apples you live by yourself I'll go apples for apples with you and talk about single family home versus stock market so you're talking about that the stock market but see where it's not apples for apples you're talking about where I live versus an investment vehicle let's compare investment vehicle versus investment vehicle you want to compare the home in which I reside to an investment vehicle where you live is not necessarily an investment I don't look at you owning a roof over your head as an now you see how Jay Morrison switched it up. Now, I'm not saying I'm not speaking bad on him or anything like that because Vlad was specifically in different videos. If I'm not mistaken, you guys can always play this podcast back, part one, and then this one here, part two. He was specifically talking about a place where it's your primary residence. And here now, Jay Morrison is kind of, because he did state, he said, and you just have to play the video back or the audio back. He did mention like, yeah, it's not too much of a benefit. I'm just paraphrasing as far as having your personal home. Now he's trying to switch it up and I don't know if he's trying to pull a, pull a fast one on um, Vlad, but he's mentioning, well, since you took, cause he's saying which Vlad is comparing your stock 
He was comparing stocks to your primary residence and which would be better financially. That's what Vlad, and then Vlad could have been pulling that trick. That might be a trick on, you know, he's pulling, that Vlad could be pulling, trying to, to compare an investment vehicle like stocks and then your primary residence, trying to compare the two when it might be might not be a comparison when it comes to that. So Jay Morrison is now saying, no, let's go on and compare um, investment versus investment. So now he's trying to get it switched up to be, well, Vlad, you talking about your investment in stocks. Well, let's talk about the real, real estate investments instead of just your primary house. All right. Investment, I look at it like you got to live somewhere anyway. So if I gotta live somewhere anyway, I'd rather live somewhere where I have the power and control. Cause not only do you own a building when you own real estate, you own a mineralized reloader building. So if you find oil, gas, diamonds, gold in your backyard, you own right. that you're, land. You're not gonna find you, diamonds you, in, in your you, backyard. It hasn't happened before. No, no, that, that's, that, that's, 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 that's not happened before. There, there's not many people that found mineral. I watched this. There's not people that found mineral rights on their land. They have not found natural gas on their land. Okay, okay. Or Beverly Hillbillies found oil in their backyard. I mean, this is real life situations. But what I'm saying is. 99% of people who are watching this are not going to find minerals and gold and, and diamonds. But it was important for 99% of people to know that you own the land around your real estate, the, the actual real estate, and you own the air rights above the real estate. You own the air above your house. So that right. power and control is very important because in many of our communities, we're being gentrified, we're being kicked out and pushed out of Brooklyn, pushed out of Inglewood, pushed out of Chicago, pushed out of Atlanta. And the reason that's happening is because we have no power and control. So it's very important, the other perk to home ownership outside of stock, you can invest in a company, but you have no say-so over that company. You can invest in Disney, Starbucks, McDonald's, you have no power, no control, and no say-so. You own it over your head, but, you but, then but, have but you could also rights. Liquidate it. You, can, you can liquidate it right then and there, in the middle of the day, at any point in time, Monday through Friday from, from 9 and, and, and the stock market can drop at any given time, you can't liquidate it, or you liquidate it for a loss. Liquidating in the stock market definitely is a much longer. Where uh, statistically, for, for example, statistically, I, I where are more millionaires made in the stock market or real estate? Statistically, I'm sorry. Where are more millionaires made in America in the stock market or real estate? Statistically, I'll tell you, real stock, estate. Stock market. Not true. What you want to bet on? Stock market. What you want to bet on it? What you want to bet on it? There's more, more millionaires in the what stock market. What you want to bet on it? What you want to put up? Let's look it up. Let's Google it. Let's Google it. Well, we tried to look it up, but we couldn't find any hard statistics. For either one. There's more family wealth created by real estate than stocks in America. I'm certain of it. Now, and, you know, the conversation is kind of shifting a little bit. And I'm just going to speak on that point. Now, there was a time a while back before that, you know, that real estate situation happened where everybody started losing their homes. I did start noticing a lot of um, even black people were becoming millionaires. And it was in regards to real estate. So I think Jay has a point there. It, it, and this is just like my observation and just paying attention to people and things happening around me and looking around and listening. And it seemed like um, before that little situation, I forget what year, I don't know if it was the, um, the early 2000s or or the late 90s, but when the, um, or maybe a few years, you know, several years ago when the real estate boom, it was big, and people were becoming millionaires and flipping houses and doing this and that. There was a lot of millionaires coming out of that, and then all of a sudden, things just put it, you know, took a downturn, and people were losing homes, and some people were committing suicide and stuff like that because a lot of money was being lost. So even though the, the conversation, the direction to where the actual topic was, 
kind of changed a little bit. I did this, just like I'm saying, just natural observation, using your eyes and ears. I've heard a lot of people become millionaires for a while before this before this crash occurred with the real estate. Well, more people invest in real estate than they do in stocks. Number one. But historically, from what I understand, the stock market has outperformed the real estate market. From, from what I've seen. I like my product in my, I like, I like my, product in my hand. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Uh, I like having pieces of the best companies in the world. I understand. And I, I like being diversified. I can understand that. I like creating right. one of the best companies in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my personal experience in terms of the stock market versus the real estate market is not even close. I've made more money with the stock market than I have in any business outside. But you weren't trying to make company. money with your real estate. That's a difference, though. You were just owning real estate. I agree. If you're just owning real estate, see, you're in stocks, you're moving around. Your broker's moving around. You're selling. You're buying. You're trying to make money. Right. I, I so, do it myself, by the way. I don't, I don't use a broker. Okay. Well, yeah, still. You, but you're doing it yourself, trying to make money. If you're just owning real estate, it's like, if I just own stocks to own stocks, if I just own a piece of a company to own a piece of a company, yeah, I'm not going to do well on it. If you just own real estate just to own real estate, you're not going to do well on it. Or as well. But if you own real estate... Now, again, he's going back to saying, yeah, if you just own real estate just to have some real estate have some property yeah you're not gonna make any money so that kind of goes back to why i was doing this podcast in, in part one it was that whether or not it was a benefit to um either rent a house or buy a house all right and just by listening and i've read some real estate books in the past some years past and I'm going to start back reading up some books that I had before that I, I didn't really finish. But I'm just going to kind of revisit some books that I have. But um, like you said, it seems like if you're just purchasing a house for the sake of per for purchasing it, which mainly you're just going to be living in there, you don't seem like you're going to benefit from that. All right. So but if you're doing it as far as an investment vehicle, then on that particular situation trying to get money then it's uh, um, it's a benefit or it's beneficial to um, purchase property for the sake of making money from it so I'll play a little bit more and see where they're gonna go direction wise if they're not gonna stay back on that topic then we'll just um you know we'll be done with that and I'll you know put my remarks in again all right to make money as a financial vehicle for you like you own stocks to be a financial vehicle for you like we can start with the same hundred thousand me and you and you go do stocks and i'm gonna go do what i do i'm gonna dust your ass every trip in the long term i don't think so but yeah, long term, term, hell yeah i'll tell you that right now right now i just bought i just bought 28 units for a hundred thousand in atlanta georgia that's giving me 33 percent return plus cash flow power and control let's do the housing okay all day every day I'm going uh, I don't Google you're, you're, stocks since. You're, you're uh, never going to hit that 33%. You're never going to hit that 33% in your stock markets. Like, you're never going to hit that. Okay. That's all day. Student housing, apartment building. Done. Just bought a four unit for $115,000. Right. Well, I mean, I mean it's, it's, when you're talking about commercial real estate once again. But we're going to talk about investment vehicle versus investment vehicle. See, we can't compare just living in a home to actually hustling the hell out of stocks. That shit don't. Yeah, it's two different things. We're talking okay. about hustling okay. real estate I, I see your point. and hustling stocks. 
I can see your point. Now, yeah, thank you. We're good. Okay, so, so, but you would agree with me in the sense that if a person had, let's say, $100,000. Right. And they took that 100000 and put it into the home that they live in. Mm-hmm. Versus taking that hundred versus renting and taking that hundred thousand investing in the stock market, they would do better in the stock market than the home. I don't know. I say if you follow what I put in my book, Lord of My Land, and you go buy a two, three, or four family house and you go live in one unit and rent the other three out, you're gonna do better than you would have putting that money in the stock. Because now you're living for free or living with cash flow and you got power control and you got equity and appreciation and you got the tax write-offs from the other units. So you got tax, you got you got tax advantages, power control, equity and appreciation, and you got lift somewhere right. anyway. Right, you're talking about multi-units, like I said. Yeah, a situation. If I owned the home that I live in, well, in my LA home, mm-hmm. it would cut out a huge chunk of the money that I have in the stock market, and financially, I would not do as well. Right, you saying you got better opportunity costs for that money? It being a stock market as opposed to exactly. a big LA home down payment. Exactly. I'm saying, based on my life experience, that if I took the same money that instead of putting it into just a home or putting it into the stock market, I'd rather go put it into a two, three, or four family home or a multi-unit home or a single family that I'm flipping because I evaluated the deal. I know I'm buying it under value, it's distressed, and I'm gonna sell it for more than what I purchased it for. Alright, so that's that video. That audio has ended. All right. So there you have it. All right. So it seems like the direction kind of turned because I guess Jay started looking at it from the sense of, well, Vlad, you're trying to compare purchasing a single family home to live in. You're comparing it to how if it can make you money compared to making money in stocks. And so then he switched over and said well no let's compare real estate as an investment vehicle versus stocks and let's compare that and so he's telling Vlad like yo I'll beat you every time as far as making money if we take if you if Vlad took his stocks and Jay took his real estate and as far as making money and getting percentages Jay says that he can you know he'll smoke Vlad in that sense so the conversation kind of turned and I don't know if that was a thing where Vlad was saying this to set it up from the jump and just have people just to kind of um, co-sign for the stuff he's saying because I played you guys the Grant Cardone piece I played you um, the Matthew Knowles piece and then the Jay Morrison piece so between those three and then of course you do your own research further research and and read and do your homework on some things in regards to that um what it seems like i'll just kind of summarize for you guys and again i um, definitely suggest that you guys do some more research but i'm gonna summarize from the three videos or the three audios that um i played for you guys so basically What is being said is that when it comes to buying a place where you want to stay and live, everybody is pretty much saying that, no, you're really not going to get much 
on a place that you're just staying and living. Except, which Jay was the only one that mentioned it, and um, I'm surprised Grant Cardone, he might have said something, but probably was a roundabout, but he didn't say it as clear and direct as Jay Morrison mentioned, is that unless you're, um, if you buy a place that has multiple units, I'll say even as, as even like you just buying a duplex where it's just one side and the other side. You live in one side, you rent the other side out, that rent is what's gonna cover all or most of the mortgage so that you can, um, you have control, you have power, you have some type of control, you can probably get some benefits from that. And then, which is something I was told um, some years ago too that you can do, is that you can, you can buy a, buy something like a duplex or a four unit place, live in one, rent the rest of the other places out, the other apartments in there. Um, you could probably live rent free. The three, let's say, let's look at it from the duplex and then the four, a four unit place. Duplex, you can have somebody pay your rent. I mean, pay the mortgage for you in the form of a rent. You charge them rent. Now you know you got to take care um, repairs. So that's going to be an expense. So that uh, mortgage, I mean that rent money, is going to have to cover the mortgage and it's going to have to cover expenses. Now you might be working a job and you might contribute some of that towards the mortgage as well. And you might have a possibility where you have some things, some money that's left over. And maybe in the beginning stages, you won't be able to um, pocket that money and have you know, it paying for you or paying you. So you might have to wait a few years before that happens. And then um, down the road, you can start using some of that rental money to pop, put in your pocket because now you're getting paid by rent and to pay some mortgage and to put some money aside for repairs. Now that's a duplex. Let's say, you know, you rock it with that. Now you, if you're doing a four, um, a place with four units in it, and you live in one, and you rent out three, the rest of three of them, then you can have uh, the three rents. You can fashion the rent payments to be where maybe two of the rents are the, are the rents to actually pay the mortgage for that whole building. And then that third rent is just money you got to spare. Now you can take that third, the rent from the third apartment and you can break it in half. You can have, take half for yourself, put it in your pocket, and take the other half and um, put it for, you know, in a fund to take care of repairs and never repairs come up, all right? So that's always a, a possibility, something you can do as well. Um, he mentioned the book, Lord of My Land. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and purchase that book and I'll read into it. So I suggest you guys look into purchasing that book, Lord of My Land and uh, maybe it will help you as far as um, some extra income here I don't know man these flies is like crazy right now or maybe it's this tree I don't know but um yeah look into that book Lord of My Land and then do your research on other books as well uh, I think I'm gonna look into uh, purchasing that and reading it I don't think it's a long uh, I don't think it's a long read I, I remember seeing that book before but no matter how long it is or short I, I think I'm gonna look into that and um, purchase that and see what you know. See what it's talking about. Maybe it's something I can um, apply the information I can use and actually apply that information and see if it's something that'll work for me.
All right, so again, what I've gathered from the different audios was that supposedly the primary the primary residence there's another train going through and they don't have uh, the regular bells it has like a car horn on the train to get the cars to stop but um what I've gathered is supposedly you might, you might, it might still be some benefits in purchasing a home to live in um this is something you got to research and look at but from what I'm gathering from the three audios was that purchasing a home is a waste of money you're not you're not getting out of it you're not making money from it you're putting a lot of money out you get a 30-year mortgage 20 years of it is paying the interest off not even paying the principal of the house um, and then purchasing a place to where you can actually rent like a multi-unit place where you live in one place and you rent the rest of them out seems to be a better deal for you in a lot of areas tax wise and different benefits alright so that's what I kind of gather out of it I hope this podcast um, helped you guys I've been saying um I gotta start stop saying that a lot be careful with doing that but I hope this has been a benefit to you guys. I hope this helped you guys out, help you make some decisions on whether you want to purchase a house or not. And um, hopefully, I said um again, hopefully you look into some information to kind of further your education and further your own knowledge, all right? So with that being said, I appreciate you guys again for checking out the podcast. Let me know if you like the video format as opposed to the audio format because you'll see some things with the video as me these flies getting on my nerves and then you got noise in the background but in spite of all that I hope though um, I know the audio will be pretty good because when I've tried it out the last episode and played it back um, I seen that all everything was being able to get heard so let me know if you like this format the video format for the podcast I think I like it I can continue to do it some more and uh, just see how I feel as I go from um, each episode. So, again, I want to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast on all, or any of the audio platforms and those who've been checking me out on social media, watching the podcast. All right. I appreciate you guys. Um, you got any comments, questions, feel free for those who, look, who watch the podcast on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Leave a message below. Let me know what you think about podcast 53 and then this podcast 54 in regards to uh, renting versus buying. And if you just have some general comments, feel free to leave comments as well. If you want to send an email in, send it to thoughts of the week podcast at gmail.com. Thoughts of the week podcast at gmail.com. If you have some comments you just want to privately leave and you don't want it publicly looked at that's cool too and um yeah i'm having fun i enjoy this pod enjoy doing this podcast um in the future i'm gonna continue doing like i said i want to i'm gonna keep on doing these videos and just see how i feel from episode to episode um somewhere down the road i'm gonna hopefully get some interviews going as well and uh so it's gonna be a long-term thing we're hitting the uh marathon on this one 
all right, doing this podcast thing, all right? And before we get out of here, make sure to go to surviveandprotectonline.com, surviveandprotectonline.com. If you want to learn how to protect yourself, personal protection skills, all right? That's surviveandprotectonline.com. If you want to get your fitness on and get in shape, go to facebook.com slash coachlfit, facebook.com slash coachlfit. Get your fitness on, check him out. He's real good at what he does, very informative. And if you guys want to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to go, what direction you want to go in, you can always go to uh, Amazon and get the book. All right, get the book, How to Start a Podcast Real Easy. Or you can go to howtouniversityonline.com. Howtouniversityonline.com. And you can take the course, all right? It's a podcast course. You guys can check that out. That's howtouniversityonline.com. You can take the podcast course if you don't want to read the book, all right? Um, I think I think the book might also be uh, part of the course. You might get um, a PDF version of the book. If not, I'll, I'll check it out and I'll make sure that the uh, book is uh, added to that course at the end of the course. So you can take the course and have a PDF version of the uh, book that's on Amazon, all right? Again, I appreciate you guys. This is Thoughts of the Week podcast. You are definitely rocking with the best thoughts of the week and i'm out peace